Yo, 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 what's up, what's good? How's everybody doing out there? If you're hearing the sound of my voice, I hope it finds you well. Welcome to another episode of Hell's Round the Corner. I'm your host, Lou Cipher. And I just want to start off with one thing real quick. This is a quick observation. So, this past weekend, um, the Suicide Squad movie came out, right? So, I was trying to watch it. And, you know, I'm ADHD as hell, by the way. So, it's like, it's already hard for me to sit still for movies, you know. Like, my attention span is short as a net dick. So, you know, you got to grab me quick or, you know, I just check on out. So, needless to say, it didn't grab me that quick. I watched half of it, um, like, I want to say Thursday night and the other half Friday. And, you know... I mean, it was it was a it was a it was a blockbuster comic book movie. You know, it was loud. Um, a lot of shit was you know getting done and whatever. But ultimately, it, it ain't for me. That ain't the point though. The point of all what I just said was, if there's one um, character trope, a stock character that I really wish they would get rid of or if not get rid of like tweak it up a little bit is the white woman warrior i'm talking about harley quinn but yeah the white woman warrior character trope i'm tired of y'all trying to make me believe this 110 pound white girl got all these hands and motherfucking doing the split kicks and and and, and the death punches and you know, run all through shit and everything like that. Like, you know, sis, you doing all this shit and I don't see nothing but your clavicle. Like, you lightweight. What the fuck are we doing here? You know what I'm saying? Like, all the shows back in the day, we got the Buffies, we got the Xenas, we got, you know, all this shit, Batwoman and all that kind of stuff like that. And, it, you know, it's just these waif little girls. And it's like, it's not believable. Give me something. Okay, promise up. All right. I'm about to tell a story. <laughs> So back in the day when um I was um, when I was in school or whatnot, um you know I was I was um going to school I was a psych major, way back when. But anyway, um in one of my classes it was this dude named Sinjin. Shout out to him. We got real cool, and you know he was an ex police officer. Like he uh, he had just retired from the from the force. He was an old look at. Um so. He used to always tell these stories and shit about being a police officer and everything like that. And so he told his story one day about being in the academy. You know what I'm saying? So he was in the academy with this chick named Veronica. You know, Veronica was a black girl. And Veronica was like the baddest bitch that ever lived or something. You know what I'm saying? She knew like three different kinds of kung fu. She was like a self-defense expert and shit. And you know what I'm saying? He said, you know, she was like, she wasn't short, short, but she was, you know, she was average height for a woman. You know, she looked like she ran track, you know, and like she just, you know, she was, yeah, she was a bad bitch. You know that, you know that shit that people who work out a lot do when they walk up on you and they always, it always feels as though they just got off of a machine or something. They shoulders be moving up and down with their hands on their hip and, you know, they be breathing hard for no fucking reason, you know, just, but yeah, I, you know what I'm saying? She, she was that kind of motherfucker. They was calling a cat woman. Anyway. 
So he said somehow they ended up becoming partners or whatnot um, out the gate. You know, they, you know, so they, they had them two paired off together. So he said they got this call one day to a side of town called Gardier Lane. Now, Gardier Lane was like super crazy back in the day. Back on, you know, this old Baton Rouge. So, you know, it was real, real crazy out there. And, you know, he said it was a loitering call or some shit. So say it was three dudes that they was going to see about. And so he said that they walked up on or whatnot and some kind of way the whole thing became physical. So, you know, he said two of them, you know, kind of jumped him. And, you know, he was handling his business or whatnot. He said he looked at the corner of his eye and he said he seen one come after Veronica. And him and her was on the sidewalk. Nigga, he said Veronica was doing all her shit. You know, you know, you know them people that them 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 them, them people with the, all the kung fu and karate and shit. They got to do all that stuff like they charging their hands up. Wait, why? say she was doing all her. She was getting her hands together, and he was like, "Man, Veronica is about to fuck this dude up." Nigga, he say that man charged Veronica one time. Bam, one time in the job, Veronica was out on the concrete. He mad to the motherfucker. He like, I was thinking she was about to come help me. Fuck, so yeah, he done knocked her out with one punch. You know what I'm saying? I thought she was Catwoman. But, you know, I say all that to say this. You know, you're your size, sis. You're not about to make me believe you out here fighting niggas and winning. And you wear a whole ass size zero, you know? So that was just something that was on my mind while I was watching the damn movie. And it's just something that's been on my heart for a while. And since y'all here listening, y'all ain't got no choice. Listen to me. <laughs> nah, but um, but yeah, that's it. But um, let's jump off of some of these topics real quick. Let's see, let's see if we can get this through. All right, so the first thing I want to talk about, um, the locks and dipset versus. Let me tell you something. That shit was so old, New York. Like, and here's the thing. I was telling somebody, I'm like, I'm Southern as cousin fucking. You know what I'm saying? I, I, you know, growing up, I didn't spend no time up top. I ain't spend no time out there. All I saw was how the niggas got down on TV. But when I say I felt that fucking Timberland boot energy, that shit was crazy. Then on top of that too, a lot of that music that was, you know, that was when I was in my, you know, I was, you know, I was, I was, I was young, you know, <laughs> and you know, school dances and shit. But um, anyway. It was crazy, man. Let me tell you something. We got to start having this conversation about Jada Kiss being the GOAT. You know what I'm saying? Like, dead ass. We be th we be, we've we been throwing the same names around for years and years and years. And Jada Kiss literally just been sitting right here. Just being probably one of the most well-rounded MCs ever. And we pay him dust. So, nah, Jada, after, after last night... He definitely in the, I mean, not last night, but you know, versus night, he, he definitely in the conversation. You know, the locks move together so well as a cohesive unit. You could tell they used to perform with each other. You know, the DJ was with them. And, you know, special shout out to Sheik Looch. Listen, that man has been fine as fuck since the mid 90s. And when he walked his big fine ass on that stage, the, oh my God, let me tell you something. That nigga can get it on top of an ant pile. I don't give a fuck. But anyway, I'm, anyway, yeah, I just had to, I had to just punch that last part in there. But man, let me tell you something. Dipset got washed, washed, my nigga. 
I'm talking about they didn't know their words. They didn't bring the show track without the lyrics. They was all over the fucking place. They looked bad. Nigga Cameron looked like somebody cut his head with a weed eater. Motherfucking fucking Joel Santana legit looked like 2001 threw up on top of him. Somebody tweeted and said that the nigga looked like the pile of clothes in the corner of your bedroom. And then on top of that, he took his teeth out at one point in the night. I forgot he was he was bald mouthed. And he took his teeth out. And I was like, this crackhead ass energy. But, you know, Jim Jones had on all the fucking leather. Side note, can we talk about y'all niggas with all this outerwear on in 90-some degree heat? You know what I'm saying? It is still very much summertime out here in these streets. Why, why do y'all insist on wearing all these sweats and hoodies and shit? The other fucking day I'm at work, I'm driving down the fucking street, I see three fucking young men, three, you know, three, three young brothers, they come walking down the street, I dead ass, them niggas look like fucking Inuits. Like, they look like they come dead out of a fucking igloo some fucking well. They had on so much hot ass shit. And I'm like, I know y'all motherfuckers nuts smell like boosted breath right now. Like, what... Is that y'all, like, y'all don't be hot? Like, what is keeping y'all cool up with all that shit? I'm sorry, I just had to, I, I had to, because it was, listen, that was just, that's something that's been bugging me for a while. But, mm. but, yeah, the one thing, every time, I, I tweeted too, that every time they have a, a hip-hop versus, it really makes me hate what you new niggas have done to um, rap all over again. Man, let me tell you something. Them that music still like them songs they was doing them songs still hold up, you know what I'm saying? Like the bars were there, the beats were there, like just you know it just it just I mean it was the shit is just good. This shit y'all do now, man. I listen. Let me tell you something. What hip hop looked like? It's like the revenge of the nerds is happening in real life. Y'all let all these geek ass niggas up in the fucking game. And, you know, they held the door open for more corn-ass niggas and not look what rap look like. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that um, a little bit later. But, yeah, shout out to the verses. It was, you know, it was a cool to watch. I couldn't stay up for all of it, though. Man, listen, it was a Tuesday night. Nigga, I had to go to work in the morning. I'm mad. I, I, look, I, I went to bed and they did felony niggas. I'm just like, fuck, I love that fucking song. But anyway, so um, next up, we'll be at, okay. Jennifer Hudson says she wants to do a versus against Fantasia. Girl, with what? I mean, here's the thing. You know, I know we give we, like I I know we give fucking Jennifer Hudson a lot of shit for being loud as a steam pot, but it's just, baby, you don't have the catalog. Like Jennifer Hudson falls in that category of singers like Shantae Moore. And it's somebody else I just can't think of right now. They have these amazing voices, but they have horrible catalogs. Like, Jennifer, what you gonna do? We, I mean, how many ways can you sing and remix Spotlight and motherfucking You Gonna Love Me? I just, you know, how many ways? Because, I mean, what else does she have? We don't, like, like we, we, we don't know you have songs. We just know we be hearing your loud ass singing. Where are the songs, um, Jennifer? Cause I mean, it isn't who you picked to go with. Fantasia got bops, nigga. Fantasia got songs. I don't watch, nigga. I don't watch fucking hardcore ass killers, motherfucking saying when I see you. You know what I'm saying? And Jennifer, you know, you don't have no music to give us that moment. You know what I'm saying? And please don't let Fantasia take her shoes off with the soles of her feet touch that clothes flow. That motherfucker gonna bust every eardrum up in that damn building. 
You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. You might want to rethink that one. I just thought it was interesting. I just wanted to bring it up because it's like, you know, baby, you don't have the catalog. What are you doing? But literally all Fantasia got to do is, maybe you don't pay me no mind. And listen, it's over. It's over. That's all she got a motherfucking do. It's done. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Um, I mean, future verses that I would like to see. I would love to see a fucking the Shaka Khan, Stephanie Mills verses. They were throwing around um, a lot. Um, I can't think of nothing off the top of my head, but yeah, you know, I, I still love the platform. You know, I watch the verses. All right, so next up, Blackground is finally releasing all of um their old catalog that they've been holding back for years. So we about to get all the Timberland and Magoo albums, which I'm the most excited for. Um. We about to get that Tony Braxton album and all y'all swear by Libra. You know, I I, I can't wait to I can't wait to maybe stream it because I'm really gonna listen to it because y'all go up for that album. But of course, most importantly, we getting all of Aaliyah's catalog with the rest of Aaliyah's catalog. Um and um really the albums that you could the only album you could stream from her is her debut. But you, we gonna get one in a million, and we gonna get the self-titled album, and they gonna throw some compilation albums in there or something like that. So I just here's the thing. I just I just want to mention something real quick though. You know, cause don't get it twisted. I love Aaliyah just like everybody else. You know what I'm saying? Like I like Aaliyah was one of the first people that I stand. But y'all are so weird about her, and I mentioned this before. But I just, it's just, I have to just reiterate a little bit. Y'all are so weird about Aaliyah. Like, it's just, it, it ain't, it ain't even nostalgic. Because like I said, a lot of y'all wasn't even outside when she was popping. But it's, ah, I don't know. Because it irritates me. Because let me tell you something. It's just, like, y'all, all y'all got to see is uh, a silk press and a, a belly button out. Oh my gosh, she is inspired by Aaliyah. She is the next Aaliyah. Oh my God. No, she 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 just going to the stove. I, I, I don't even think she knew how to sing. You know, she's just a random girl going to the stove. Y'all, but that, that's, that's how y'all are with Aaliyah. It's just, it's, it's the strangest thing ever. You know, all she got to do is be light-skinned, a little racially ambiguous, and show a stomach, and y'all just all of a sudden, you know, she's the second coming of Aaliyah. We need a resolution. Like, it's just, you know, I don't know. But I just had to mention it. Like, you know, y'all fandom of Aaliyah is super weird to me. And, yeah. Mm. Moving on. <laughs> so, Dr. Dre's um, daughter went to the press and basically told the white people that she is homeless, penniless, and living out of a car. And... The internet had a lot to say about it. Everybody had their two cents, and I just kind of stayed off subject because it's just, it was draining for me. But, okay, all I got to say is this. From what I understand, Dr. Dre was providing for her um, financially. You know, he only had one stipulation that she not talk to the press. Because, you know, he was going through that divorce and everything like that. So, I guess that was just, you know. But, good as she felt, she went to the press. And he cut her off. If if, if, that, if that's not how it happened, somebody, somebody get at me. But from what, I, from what I'm gathering, from what I read, that's what I'm understanding. Mm. So, 
My question is this. At what age do you become responsible for you? That's my only real question. I promise you I can see if that woman was 18 years old. Baby, you 38 whole ass grown ass years old. You got more years behind you than in front of you at this point. At what age do you take responsibility for the choices that you make? I'm not defending Dr. Dre because like I say, the nigga has proven himself to be a pretty, a pretty terrible person more than a few times over the years. But that ain't got nothing to do with what's going on right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it, it just it just it just boggles my mind. Then you got four kids. You know what I'm saying? So here's my thing: if your brain worked good as your pussy do, I promise you wouldn't be in the situation that you're in. Because I feel like you've made a lot of horrible ass decisions. If you know this man is financing your entire life and bankrolling, you ain't got to do nothing but just lay around and be his damn daughter and not talk to the press. Guess what you should have fucking did? Thought about your kids and not talk to the damn press. You don't bite the thing that feeds you, no matter what how you feel. Unless you can do for your damn self. You know what I'm saying? How the fuck you go fuck four broke... You, you, fo you go fuck four broke niggas. Like, what the hell? That's why I be telling these mother... A lot of times these women be out here mismanaging pussy and fucking their whole life up all kind of way. But I digress. But yeah, like, that's my whole thing. At what age does she become responsible for the choices that she made? You know, they say, oh, he could do this, he could do that. What about the, what about the children? And, oh, God, niggas, niggas love to hit you with that shit. The what about the damn children thing? You had these motherfuckers! You know what I'm saying? I just don't think that he owes her anything just because, you know, you know that's my daughter. And she, you know, I, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I could be wrong, but you got to realize I was a latchkey kid growing up. You know, we, we like we, we listen, we look at the world different. You know what I'm saying? We ain't we had to learn survival skills very motherfucking early because, you know, our mama had to work. And a lot of time mama had to work night shift. So she had to know that you knew how to take care of your motherfucking self. You know, y'all kids, nah, y'all ain't got no survival skills. Y'all just think that, you know, oh, my mom and daddy, nigga, you grown. You don't get, you, nigga, like, yeah, that's what I mean. It just, it's crazy. Like, y'all niggas be grown, grown, nigga. Your knees crack when you stand up. And you still out here trying to, listen, I, I, look, I don't know. But that's what I gather from the story. You know, we gonna keep up with it and see what happens. And, you know, yeah, all that good shit. <laughs> So moving on, um, this is just something I just had on my heart. Um, ever since this whole thing been going on with the baby and shit. By the way, fuck him for forever and you know always. I just want to just say that um, this shit was never about us. When I say us, I'm talking to the black LGBT community. You know what I'm saying? These white people, you know, they did all this shit for them. And it was not for us. And I have a problem with that. But, you know, I, and I didn't want to bring it up at the time because, you know, I know we all was calling for his head and shit. But, at the same, but you got to realize, too, the same white gays that was calling for the baby head, they was on mute for Ed Buck. That's the way I'm looking at it, you know. And we... I want to have a broader um, conversation about the lack of intersectionality uh, between black and white gay um, one day or whatnot. But 
Yeah, that's just, that's just what it is. I just feel like I just wanted to bring that up some kind of way. I ain't got all the verbiage for it right now because to be honest, to be honest, I'm a little drunk. <laughs> but, but yeah, man, it's just that's just, it's just it's just crazy. We was you know we was going at, we I mean we like don't get it twisted. And the baby deserved every fucking thing he got. Fuck him and nigga, fuck him and ten niggas look just like him. You know what I'm saying? But. We have to remember that gay white men are white men first. You know what I'm saying? And I just found it mighty funny how vocal y'all got for that shit. But again, like I say, Ed Book, and that shit, his conviction happened in the midst of all of this. You know, y'all like y'all real picky about, you know, when y'all want to stand up for black bodies and shit like that. You know, and then too, it's because we have got to start expecting more. You know what I'm saying? In our in our community. That's why I was saying last week I feel like, you know, these new rappers are really the ops. You know, because it's like you can disrespect you can disrespect, you know, women, black women, calling them bitches and all these songs and all that kind of shit like that. You can um you can just put all that shit out there and you don't never hear nobody riding for it. You know? Black women just get out here. Oh, he talking about them hoes over there. He ain't talking about me. It's continue to throw cheeks. And, you know, we got to expect more. Because, like I said, them, 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 them white gays, they just took it as, we're giving you our money and you're doing this to us. They basically said, fuck us. They wasn't thinking about us. So, you know what I'm saying? I just kind of wanted to mention that. And you know, yeah, I I don't know. It's a it's a lot of y'all looking real real funny in the motherfucking light. You know what I'm saying? Moving on though. So, Fleet Nick 2021. Boy, let me tell you something. I have literally seen sides and parts of you niggas that I never thought I would see. That was an incredible day on the Twitter. Old Twitter was back for one night. <laughs> so if you don't know what I'm talking about, basically, um, Twitter had this useless ass feature called Fleets. Side note, Twitter. I'm talking to, the, I'm talking to people at Twitter headquarters. Y'all didn't have now gay in that focus group. Y'all didn't have now sister to say, wait a minute. Fleets is not the name I think we want to go with. Y'all didn't have none in the room? Who pulled the trigger on Fleets? Y'all could have called it all kind of shit. Twit, bird, chirp. You know, chirp would actually have been better. Y'all said Fleets. Yeah, this, see, this, this is why representation and, and, and diversity and shit is, is, is so important in these ballrooms. To keep y'all from doing all that kind of shit. Because I guarantee you, if you had one of them damn white bottoms in that damn group, they'd whoa, whoa, fleets. No, ma'am. You, you, you know, somebody would have told you. But anyway, it was this feature called Fleets where basically, you know, it was like it was like Snapchat, but on Twitter. You know, you could take your little fleet and everything like that, 24 hours and leave. And wasn't nobody but the hoes using it. I mean, because my thing is like this. We got IG stories. What the fuck I need Fleets on Twitter for? And then you couldn't even put music on them. But anyway, it was announced that the last day for Fleets would be August, August the 3rd. August the 3rd, the whole platform was going away forever. 
So Monday was August the second, and when I tell you the whole timeline, just said, "Let's get naked, <laughs> motherfucker." <laughs> Niggas was just posting nudes. I'm talking about I done seen all y'all naked. And it was incredible. <laughs> it was so funny. Nigga, freak Twitter was quiet. Like, nigga, I promise to God, the hoes was quiet on Twitter that night. All the motherfuckers that usually got they, they assholes and shit on the timeline, they ain't say shit. Nigga, I kid you not. It was one freak Twitter boy. This motherfucker, I see the tweet, he say, I'm just, I just came from an amazing prayer meeting. And then I, I'm like, nigga, what the fuck? Is this bizarre world or some shit? So everybody was naked. And you know, it's just... Nigga, niggas was fucking throwing dicks like wash towels. Like, it was a dick everywhere. <laughs> but I I have to say a few things. I have I have a few things on my mind. First, first I'm going to talk to the straight people. So, we trying to enjoy Fleet Nick, everybody naked. All we see is fucking pussies, titties, ass, dicks, everything. Just, just, it's, just a, it's just a cornucopia of filth. And so, we all having a good time. And here come straight niggas. Man, what the fuck is all this shit, man? I go in my motherfucking face and all I see is dicks. Man, my motherfucking penis is everywhere, mother. I think they're trying to get in my mouth. Like, nigga, shut. Y'all gotta ruin everything being the weakest link all the fucking time. My nigga, you know what's going on. You see it on the timeline. Everybody talking like straight up. We naked up. We, you know, we naked out this bitch. If you sitting on your own volition and clicking on the motherfucking, um, uh, the man's fleet and you see some hardwood classics, nigga, you did that to yourself. I promise you, this is not a, the, 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 niggas talking about something, this was a, the, oh God, this is an attack on fucking heterosexuality, how? Nigga, we was all naked, you know what I'm saying, nigga, I threw nudes up in that motherfucker, like, 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 like you, you literally had to go and look for the dicks, if you saw them, if you sought them, you saw them, you had to go and look for the damn dicks. So, I just really want straight niggas to get off that shit. Like, everything is out of an attack on you. We just all was just out here. And you know what I'm saying? If you 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 only saw dick if you choose to. As many bitches was out here with their whole entire labia just plastered in front of the damn lens. You know, it's just, no. So, two other people I want to talk about. Now, this is over on, this over on our side, the gay side. You screenshot niggas. Let me tell you how lame and corny you motherfuckers are. You know what I'm saying? Y'all bitches, niggas out here just having, a, you know, we having fun with the shit. Yeah, we naked, you know, but it, you know, oh shit, wait, I'm screenshotting all this. Mm, wait, till you, wait till we start seeing these cream records. You got a weirdo say some shit like that. That's why motherfuckers can't be who the fuck they want to be now because you weird motherfucking bitches thinking that the world is a stage just for you. You know what I'm saying? And here's my motherfucking problem with it. I promise you, if the, if the niggas screenshotting and, and, and take and stealing people pics and shit, if they was just doing it for their own personal pleasure, to go whack off with their own fucking tears and some bacon grease, then that's on them. You know, I, I, I would almost see it. No, when motherfuckers be out here fucking screenshotting people news and shit, that's for them to go and be in mixed company and be messy. Oh, guess who I see naked on it, and here they go with the screenshot. You know what I'm saying? It's just like that fucking weak bitch ass energy, man. Y'all, this nigga, go hug a tree or something. What what would make you so miserable to do stupid shit like that? You know what I'm saying? God damn, you can't just look at the picture, say, damn, that's nice, and just, you know, and keep on pushing with your fucking life. 
Oh, fuck. I hate y'all niggas. Then the other ones, you got the pearl clutching motherfuckers. Here they, here, here they come with they motherfucking dry pussy energy. Ugh. You just let everybody to see everything you got. Ugh, for free like that? Oh my god. Man, shut your. Let me tell you something. I get so fucking tired of you motherfuckers riding around on this fucking high horse of morality and judgment because don't nobody want to see your ill-to-built ass shaped like ginger root. You know what I'm saying? Niggas just let people fucking be. You know, because I promise you, all y'all sitting up there holding your chest and clutching your pearls and shit like that, nigga, you look like motherfucking shit up under your motherfucking clothes. And here's the, I ain't saying that everybody, everybody body is perfect, because I promise you, a lot of them news was a damn chop. I seen them shits, I listen, some of y'all, motherfucker, your dick shouldn't be doing a, whole, a full 90 degree turn to the right and shit. I, I don't know, I, I personally wouldn't have shared that, but who are you to make them feel bad for that? You know what I'm saying? Captain Hook and fucking, just, I don't know. But yeah, let people have some shit. Cause I'm, I, 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 like I say, I get sick of you bitches shaped like IV bags, just trying to make everybody fucking feel bad for being free with their goddamn body. Some people like to see naked shit. That's some nudity is not an issue. You know what I'm saying? And I promise you, it don't make you look no motherfucking better because you turn your nose at four, up at four. So yeah, I just wanted to say that shit real quick. Yeah, y'all was making the whole fucking thing lame for no damn reason. But other than that, nigga, the nudity was great. <laughs> I feel like we should do that once a year, <laughs> cause that was a good time. But anyway, so I only have so coming to the um, let's talk about the sex segment. I only have one little small thing to say, and we gonna move off that. So. I'm just gonna, and I tweeted this, so you know. Let's say you paying for like you know HBO Max, Disney Plus, and all that shit like that. You know what I'm saying? You want to watch the Black Widow, but they telling you you got to pay an extra thirty dollars to watch the Black Widow. It, so at this point, if you got a fire stick, what you gonna do? You gonna go on the fire stick and find a black widow because you know what I'm saying. What the fuck? I'm already paying y'all subscription price. Why do you want me to pay this extra money to watch this damn movie? What the fuck are we doing here? You know what I'm saying? Like so, that same logic also applies to you adult content creators. I'm not calling y'all porn stars. I just that name. Y'all OnlyFans people, nigga. I'm paying for your fucking OnlyFans. Why are you hitting me with these videos? I got to pay $15 to motherfucking unlock. Nigga, my Vista is like right there. Because to be honest, I didn't even have to subscribe to this shit in the first place. All y'all videos sitting right on my Vista, you can download them right from there. You know what I'm saying? My thing is this. How much, mo how much money are you trying to shake me down for? Because the thing is, I, smut is all over the internet. Nigga, all you have to do is type in what just, just, just what what you want to see fucking, and I promise you, it pops right before going up. You know what I'm saying? Niggas doing you a courtesy subscribing your shit. Stop doing that lame ass shit. You know what I'm saying? 
what I'm paying for you to get, I'm paying to see you get fucked in a position that you didn't already get fucked in in the, in the free video. You know what I'm saying? I, I, nigga, I don't need dog. I don't need dog and style from you that damn bad. I can go find it. I don't know. I just wanted to mention that. Y'all gotta chill out with that bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Trying to extort people. But <laughs> that's all I got with that. So I decided to add a uh, a new segment to um the pod. Um, anybody who knows me knows that. Music is my thing. I like music more than I like people. You know what I'm saying? I I just I, you know I, I can talk about music all fucking day. It's just super dope, and it's my it's my favorite shit ever. So I've been try, thinking for a while now of how to incorporate a musical element into the podcast. So what I came up with with is a segment that we're tentatively gonna call tentatively gonna call loose cipher sounds well basically i will review albums um that came out um in the week and you know doesn't matter the genre because anybody who knows me knows you know i listen to a little bit of everything so you know so it's not just i'm, I'm not just going to rap and hip rap and r&b out of death you know what i'm saying and also, you know, talk about some other shit, you know, musical shit that I may like or whatever. So, yeah, this, basically, this is about to be the music segment of the podcast. So, to start off, I got two albums that uh, I listened to that came out this week. So, the first is um, Nas dropped an album called King's Disease 2 this week. Listen, let me tell you something. These are the best beats that Nasia Jones has ever selected, because to, because that's always been one of Nas's down um downfalls um to me. Nas has never know how to pick good beats. His beats just really be boring as fuck. And you know what I'm saying? Like you know he he was married to that boom bap sound for a, while, a long time, but um in recent years he started doing better with beats. Like prime example um. He had a project. I forgot what the name. I forgot the name of it. It's the album with is the little four little black boys in front of a brick wall. But I forgot. Uh, but he has a song on there called White Label. That is the coldest beat. Yes, it was produced by Kanye. But I, listen, that shit went hard. And I was like, damn, Nas rapping over this. So yeah, but so I say that to say this. He got a lot of joints on this um on this fucking album. Uh, let me see. I'm trying to. I should have had it pulled up already, but I'm about to go ahead and pull it up now and tell you some of my favorites. Uh, why is this shit taking so long? Here we go. Here we go. So okay, so he has a song called Death Row East, where he basically telling the story as they were Suge was about to launch Death Row East, and he was he was gonna be the marquee artist and all that kind of shit. Like that was an interesting story. Um, let me see. So brunch on Sundays, nigga. You fucking, you fucking Chelsea boot wearing motherfuckers who twerk on top of damn tabletops and shit. Y'all gonna wear this fucking song out because you know y'all motherfuckers like to feel fancy and everything. So you know it feels just like what uh, the name says. But the moment of the the moment of the album, of course, is the song "Nobody," where he gets none other than Miss Lauren Hill on the track. And let me tell you something. Nigga, Lauren was rapping. Let me, man, listen. 
The first of all, that's like when I when I when the song when I first heard the song, the beat what got me first. Nigga, that beat so fucking cold. We, I just missed that musicality in hip hop. You know what I'm saying? And you know they were just I I miss spitting and you know he come in with his um with his first two sixteen just flowing and then Lauren comes in and man let me tell you she so but this isn't go this doesn't go without criticism she has a line in um in her um in her in her rap where she says I'm out here saving souls you talking about my lateness. Okay, Lauren. See, this is see this is what we always end up having problems with you. Cause here's the thing. We were so excited to see you on the track, cause nigga, we love you. You know what I'm saying? We love Lauren Hill. But it's just like you being you've been being an asshole for so fucking long, girl. Of course we talking about your lateness. You you show up the venues and shit two or three hours late and you know talking about some how your chakras don't align with the clock and every fucking thing. It's like, girl, come on. You 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 being a dick, you know. But you know the thing, the the reason it be well, for me anyway. I'd be so frustrated with Lauren because it's like I know Lauren can give us just a crazy album right now. You know what I'm saying? But she does this thing where it's like you know she says the music industry, you know she just don't like it. And I, okay, girl, I, listen, this ain't that. I'm supposed to be celebrating this song. The song is super damn dope. So, yeah, Nobody, that's my song of the week. Love it. And, yeah, hip-hop fucking lives. Fuck that shit you lame niggas was, you be doing. Um, So, the next album I want to mention is um, 333, 333, however you want to say it, by Tanashi. Let me tell you something. Here's what I just can't understand about y'all with this girl. With this girl, she Tanache is the Nicole screwdriver of her generation. You got all the ingredients. She got the you know she can sing, she can dance, she she's a she produces her shit. You know she she got the racial ambiguity popping. Like you would think that she would be a home run, but for some reason I just y'all pay her dust. This is a good ass album. When I tell you I listen to that shit, I'm like, so the thing I've always liked about her is that um, she has a point of view. You know what I'm saying? She, like she, um, her music is always very progressive. And this album, when I tell you this shit don't sound like, it sounds like now. And that's. What me personally, what, I, what, I'm, what I'm looking for from these artists. I said it a couple of weeks ago when I was talking about Nomani, you know, we don't know who she is. This girl, I know who she is and I know it's now. You know what I'm saying? I'm not listening to her saying, oh, this, this, oh shit, she, she, she taking this beat from this part of the 90s or she taking this verse from, you know. No, it's just all original fucking shit. And that's what I'm talking about. I don't want nobody regurgitating the 90s back to me. You know what I'm saying? So that's why that's that, that's the main reason I really thought the album was super fucking dope. You know, um, let me see, standout song. So first one that got my attention was I Can See the Future. I fucking love that. That beat is crazy. Um X with Jeremiah was cool. Um really, like I said, the whole it's the album is just solid all the fucking way through. The chase was dope. So she got legit pop songs on this motherfucker. Like, you know what I'm saying? Legit, straight up pop music. And, you know, I'm not a huge, I'm not a huge pop fan. 
But you know what I'm saying? She does it well. And that was surprising. Wow. You know? So it's just, you know, I, I tweeted this and I still stand on it. I say Tanisha is what y'all think Nomani is. You know, it's just, it's something behind her. Whereas, like, with Normani, my thing is, it's like they just put out these songs for her to have a cute dance video to it. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So, yeah, I just wanted to um, mention that. I thought that was dope. Also, um, a group that I really, really like um, have been following for a while, uh, Karangman. They put out a remix album. They had an album called Mordecai that came out, I want to say, like two years ago. It is super fucking dope. Like, you know, it's it's very vibey. Um, it's not lyrical. It's more, it's more, like I say, it, it, it's just more music. You know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, check that out, too. It's a remix album of the album Mordecai. But you need to go to Mordecai and listen to a song called First Class. I fucking, I, that's, probably, that's probably my favorite song by them. But, yeah, check them out, too, uh, Karambin. So... I also wanted to mention, because this past Friday, um, one of my favorite albums of all fucking time, NERD's In Search Of Turn 20. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Motherfuckers of my ilk know how important that album was. You know what I'm saying? That All, look, all the quote-unquote weird black kids, that album birthed us, you know, like, it's just, man, let me tell you something. I have so many fucking memories of that album throughout the years. Like, we would just literally just just, just lay out and just get high and listen to that fucking album just constantly. But, yeah, it was so, the reason the album was so important, though, was because, you know, like, you know, in the, in, um, I say it all the time, it was um, in the 90s. Everybody was doing their own thing. The black kids was doing rap over here. The white kids doing rock over there. You know what I'm saying? But the problem was there wasn't a lot of those communities didn't really intersect that much. You know what I'm saying? So, granted, you got a whole generation of black kids like me who grew up on MTV. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, when we when we was watching your MTV raps, you know, if Headbangers Ball came on right behind it, we was you know leaving it on. Then next thing you know, we start figuring out we like that shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, just yeah. So. NERD came at a time and bridged that gap between those two worlds for this whole collective of kids. You know what I'm saying? And it was just crazy because they were, you know, for for us, they, they were the first to do it for us. You know, like, you know, you heard the you heard the hip hop elements in there, but you also heard the rock band in there. And they just, you know, they they did that because, you know, in the early 2000s, the whole rap rock thing was kind of a movement, you know, because you had Limp Biscuit and all them kind of motherfuckers like that, you know. But NERD did it in a way that it was accessible, more accessible to us, you know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, that album was a game changer for, like I said, the quote unquote weird black kids, you know what I'm saying? Um... My favorite, my favorite songs on the album are "Tape You," um, "Brain," and "Baby Doll." I fucking wore that fucking song out when I first heard that shit all them years ago. So yeah, those um, so yeah, uh, I just wanted to give a shout out to NERD, Happy Twentieth, and all that good shit like that. And yeah, so that's the show for today, y'all. 
Um, <laughs> listen, I'm a, I promise, I promise you, I'm gonna get us back to one hour shows in the in the, in the future. But you know what I'm saying, nigga. Let me tell y'all something. It is not easy talking to yourself for an hour. <laughs> but I, but no, nah, it's cool. I like it. But yeah, man. Look, I appreciate the fuck out of y'all for fucking with me as always. Like it, you know, like I say, it means a lot. I love it. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And you know what I'm saying? Till next week, drink your water or your scalp, mind your motherfucking business. I'm going to holler at you.